Lord, that's our prayer. That's our prayer this morning. That you would be lifted high. That this service would be about you, before you. It would glorify you. It would lift you high. It would show the world who you are. Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Pray you would be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. How's everybody doing? It's kind of a gloomy Sunday from what I can tell. Uh, you guys aren't super interactive yet. So, how's everybody doing? Good, 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 good. All right. Uh, the, the, the topic I'm going to be sharing on this morning is something that uh, I've been on kind of a journey myself, uh, and, and also just in, in meeting with different people and connecting with different people and, hey, let's go, go out for coffee, let's go for lunch, let's hang out, let's do something. You get below the surface, surface with somebody, seems like everybody I'm in conversation with lately, everybody I'm, I've been hanging out with has the same thing going on internally. And the same thing going on internally of I feel disconnected from everybody else. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what what that is or what's going on. There's some spiritual things behind it. I, I want to just talk practically and talk real about some of that disconnect. And what what does Scripture say about being disconnected? What does Scripture say about? Uh, I mean, we live in a world. Uh, we live in a world where. Uh, we're, we're connected, but we're disconnected, right? We're, we're, we're connected to so much. I, I work with youth. We're about to go to camp for a couple weeks, and we get to fight against this thing right here. We get to fight against, hey, we're going to actually connect on a real level. We're going to actually connect with the Lord. We're going to connect with each other. We're not going to be staring at our phones. We're not going to be staring at Snapchat. Uh, hallelujah. But how is, how is screen time and I'm so connected to the world and I'm so connected to everybody leave us in such a place where we feel so disconnected. It leaves us in such a place we feel I'm not connected to anybody. I'm not on a deep level with anybody. I'm not on a heart to heart with anybody. I'm not, uh, I think we, we can kind of get in this place of, uh, we, we get in this place of I'm so connected to the world yet. It leaves me so disconnected. Now the Bible talks about fellowship, Bethel Christian fellowship talks about community. Community is kind of the new, uh, Christian buzzword. Everybody's talking about community, 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 community. Uh, anybody else here in community all, all over the place, right? People talking about community, right? Uh, community, the reason people are talking about community is because it's what's on God's heart. It's uh, our Christian walk and our Christian faith cannot happen apart from community. They, they don't, they don't, uh, apart from community, it, it's not a, the Christian walk, your walk with Jesus, has to happen in the context of community. It does. It's all through Scripture. 
It was all things Jesus addressed. It was all things Jesus talked about. It was all things, uh, you know, Jesus was all about relationship. He was all about getting things right with your brother and sister. He was all about, you know, quit, quit ta- saying you have such an awesome relationship with me when you hate your brother and sister. It doesn't work that way. Can't work that way. If you, if you say you have relationship with me and, and don't get along with your brother and sister, you're a liar. That was his in the words, not mine. Jesus said, if you, if you come to the altar and, and you have something against your brother and sister, go make it right with them because I'm not interested in your worship. I'm not interested in your, in your offering. I'm not interested in what you have to give to me if you're not right with your brother and sister. I think for a lot of us, though, the disconnect, when we feel disconnected, we feel lonely, we feel, uh, I don't feel connected to anybody. Uh, a lot of times we can't pinpoint where it's coming from. Right? A lot of times the disconnect, we can't, we can't figure out where, where the disconnect is coming from. Uh, I mean, there's, there's seasons in our life where we, we disconnect on purpose. And that can be a good thing at times. I'm talking about the negative context of, of disconnecting. Some of us think it's a personality thing. It's a personality thing, right? If, you, if, if I asked you to come to some social gathering with us, come be with us, nine times out of ten you'd stay at home by yourself anyway, right? So it's a personality thing. I, need to be, I, I feel disconnected because I'm an, an, an introvert. I feel disconnected because the whole rest of the church has friends and I don't. Anybody ever felt that way? Everybody else in the church is connected and I'm not. And then we, we think, oh, oh, I, I, I'm hanging around, hanging out with, with people. I'm having a social life. I'm getting, getting into the community. We're hanging out. And uh, it's not doing anything for me. I still feel disconnected. Had lots of conversations, had lots of fun, did lots of stuff together, and I still feel disconnected. So it's not a I need to spend more time with people thing. It's not a quality of people thing. At the root, it's really a spiritual thing. It's not about feelings and emotions and circumstances. All these things can contribute to feelings of loneliness. All those things can contribute to feelings of disconnect, right? All those things can contribute to feeling disconnected. If I was going to title this other sermon, it would be Don't Weave Me, Daddy. Uh, Miss Nora, my two-year-old, gets the don't weave me. She gets the I, w- I don't want to be disconnected from daddy. I don't want to be disconnected. Uh, and there's times I have to, uh, honey, you have to inter- intervene here. Can you come? Uh, and there's been times where it's hard to get out the door. How do you leave that? Don't stay, yeah. Don't weave me. We talk about disconnect and being disconnected. We can crack jokes about it and be lighthearted about it. But I think if it were to be honest, it's a very painful thing for a lot of us. Feeling disconnected, 
painful. So many things that can lead to our feelings of disconnection. I think we're, uh, we are spiritual beings. We're also social beings, right? God wants to minister to those two areas in our life. God wants to minister. He wants us to be connected, not just, not to, he wants us to be connected to each other and to him. Uh, just recently, I had a tree branch, a tree branch came down and it landed directly in the middle of my shed. Oh, the, 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 it could have landed anywhere else, anywhere else. It landed right in the middle of the shed. And uh, the, sh- the roof came in, and the, each, all the four corners split apart. And it was like you could have blown on it, and it would have fallen over kind of a thing. I just recently uh, spent a day putting it all back together and hold this. Hold that. We'll get it. Uh, we, we got it put back together. But it was amazing how much the roof impacts the walls of the thing. And how much the walls impacts the roof. And how when you tie them together, that's what gives it its, its strength. When, it, when the roof is off or the roof is caved in, the walls are super flimsy and don't hold together and don't hold nothing. And, uh, when the, and vice versa, the roof and the walls, we, we tied them all together, did some stuff, did some trapping around it, did, did some stuff, got my shed looking Somewhat normal. I still have a branch that penetrated the top, the roof, that penetrated the roof. So I still have a, a, a six-inch piece of branch that's sticking out the top, just for a, a little reminder. Then my Ben, but my buddy Ben Feldkamp uh, went and brought me uh, some of that seal, whatever, quick seal, quick seal stuff. Use this on your shed. Like, yes. All right. Uh, So connecting the disconnected. <clears throat> this picture, uh, I think, speaks. There's a lot you could take from this this picture. It's Jesus putting us back together. It's us putting somebody else back together. It's us connecting. It's us. We're the ones that are disconnected. We're the ones. Uh, there, there's uh, many interpretations for this. For this photo, you. Do do with it what you want. All right. So so in Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit comes comes upon, Holy Spirit comes in the the book of Acts. On the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit comes. Uh, At the end of Acts chapter 2, this is uh, some of the ways in which the Holy Spirit actually worked out in their life. Some of the ways the Holy Spirit wasn't just, ah, I received the Holy Spirit for power to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But it actually, uh, it wasn't just that. It was actually, there was actually something about the Holy Spirit that, that brought connection. There was something about the Holy Spirit that brought them together as a community. There was something about the Holy Spirit being poured out on the day of Pentecost that, that unified their language. There was something about the 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 Holy Spirit coming down and the Holy Spirit filling them, they actually began to work it out and live it out together. There was something that, that brought them together. There was something supernatural that was going on in, in Acts, something that was supernatural that was going on in Jerusalem. 
right? So the, the Holy Spirit comes, Holy Spirit fills them. They begin to walk it out. And this is what it looked like. They sold their property and possessions. Oh, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What does it mean to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? And to fellowship. We'll talk more about fellowship in a little bit. And the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper. And in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers met together and in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and, and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy, joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So, this was a direct result of what the Holy Spirit was doing in Jerusalem. This was a direct result of, and how many of you, you read that list? You read that list of things that were going on in Jerusalem. You read what was going on in the book of Acts. You read and you're like, that would be really cool. I wish we could meet together daily. I wish we could be in each other's homes and be in each other's lives. I wish we could sell, every, sell our possessions and give money to those who had need. I wish there was that kind of unity. I wish there was that kind of togetherness. I wish there was that kind of connection. I mean, when the Holy Spirit moves and the Holy Spirit does stuff and, the, and God brings his heart, into situations and circumstances and brings his heart into our congregation, this is, this is the result. He still does the same thing. He still draws our hearts to, to, other, to each other. He draws our hearts to each other to, to be together, to want to be together, to not just, hey, we're going to be together just to hang out and have fun and woohoo, that was fun. There's something deeper. There was something deeper about it, right? I remember reading that. We did a whole sermon series on this on this passage a couple years back. Go look it up if you want. Uh, I remember looking at it and feeling like, oh, man, that's so powerful. How do we live there? How do we get there? How do we... It's got to be the Holy Spirit. So there's... Three things I want to share just about being disconnected. Disconnection is a common human experience. And it comes from all kinds of circumstances. 1 Corinthians 10, 10, 13 says, No temptation overtaken us for that which is common to man. It's common. There's common things that happen in each one of us in each of our lives. There's common things, Right? Uh, and it can come from all different, come from fear. It can come from different circumstances. It can come from uh, being angry. Anybody been angry? You blew up. You felt like you were the only one in the room. You feel all alone. Everybody's looking at you like, what the? Could be a sin problem. Could be a purity, purity issue. It could be you're pursuing purity. 
Anybody felt all alone in your pursuit for purity? Could come from a divorce. It could come from loss. It comes from grief. It could come from traveling. It could come from being alone. It could come from so many different areas and ways it can show up in our life and manifest itself in our life in so many different ways. And each one of us in here deals, deals with seasons and times of feeling alone. If you in the last six months, in the last six months, you've dealt with a season or a feelings or time of feeling alone, feeling like you're disconnected, feeling, will you raise your hand? Okay. Hold, hold them up. Hold them up. Everybody else look around the room. You see that? See, the thing about being alone and aloneness is, is you feel like you're alone. You feel like you're the only one that deals with this and the only one that struggles with it. And that's one of the ways the enemy likes to come and isolate. He likes to come and say, you're the only one. You're the only one who feels disconnected. You're the only one. Everybody else at church comes to church because they're so spiritually on fire. They come to church because they are in tune with Jesus. They come to church because they are, uh, they're coming to, they're just awesome. Nobody else comes to church to feel connection. Nobody else feel, comes to church because they feel disconnected. Nobody else comes to church because they feel like, I want family. Nobody else comes to church because they feel like, where, where do I fit in? That's the way the enemy works in our, in our life, right? He, he wants you to think you're the only one that struggles with this. He wants you to think you're the only one. He wants you to think nobody, everybody else in the church is so connected. And so they, they have deep, meaningful friendships all over the place. They have, uh, you name it. The enemy likes to come and say, you're the only one that's disconnected. Right? I'm telling you, it's common. Common. Can I just say, if you're feeling disconnected and that's the reason you came to church, that's okay. If you're here because you want to feel connected to somebody, we love that. We're here, we're in the same boat. I want to feel connected to people. I want to, strangers become friends and friends become family. I want to be friends with strangers. Right? All right, we got the kids in here today, so we got to move fast. Come on. Kids, you ever felt disconnected? No, they're all connected. Good. Sweet. (laughs) It's a common human experience. Tied into that same one is... This disconnection at its root is a spiritual problem. You look at the original sin and what happened. You look in uh, Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve. They sinned. They did what God told them not to do. And what did they do? They wanted to be alone. 
they went and sewed fig leaves together to cover up, to not sh- be near each other. And then they went, when God was coming, they went and hid in the hid. Right? There, there's the pain of separation. There's the pain of, uh, of don't weave me daddy. Right? There's the pain of separation that, that happens that, that, that can cause us to feel alone. A lot of times it's a spiritual thing. There's spiritual issues. There's things we're dealing with. There's struggles. There's struggles with sin. There's, there's heart issues. A lot of times our loneliness comes from sin issues. Our loneliness comes from, our disconnect comes from sin. And I'm not saying God doesn't use the disconnect to draw us back into himself, to draw us back into his heart for us, to draw us back into what he did on the cross. You look at Adam and Eve, they run and hide. Don't want God to see who I really am. They're filled with shame. They're filled with, you understand shame messes with our identity, messes with, messes with who we are. It messes with, I don't want people to see the real me because I'm screwed up. I'm messed up. Again, you feel alone and isolated because nobody else deals with this. Nobody else struggles with this. Nobody else, nobody else has the same issues I have. They really saw who I really was? Oh, man. Right? I'm telling you, it's the cross that brings us together. It's the power of the cross. It's the power of his forgiveness. It's the power of of what Jesus did is what brings us together. Is what brings a bunch of strangers to become friends. Is what brings us and draws us to connectedness. You look at Ephesians 2. It talks about about the, the dividing walls of hostility. It was Jesus and what he did on the cross that broke the dividing walls between us and him and between each other. Disconnectedness. It's not about physical, just, just physical needs. Physical needs, are, yes, there's times where we need to be around other people. And there's times where our heart is craving that. There's times our heart is craving, I need to be around, I'm in a hurting place, I'm in a broken place, I'm in a lonely place, I need people to come around me and minister to me and speak life into me and prophesy over me and tell me it's going to be okay. There's times we need that. It's emotional needs. It's also spiritual. The pain of separation. Look at in Genesis 3, there was pain. There was pain from separation. Part of what disconnectedness and loneliness is, is pain of separation. At the root is a sin problem. That's why we need Jesus. Amen? Amen? Look what it says in, this is 1 John 3. We proclaim to you what we all what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, that you may have fellowship with us. This is John talking about things that he had actually seen firsthand. He's writing to the Ephesian church, talking, 
writing as a grandfather, writing, if you read, read uh, first, first, second, third John, he's, he's talking about dear children, dear friends, dear loved ones. Hey, my kids, my kids, he's, you can hear his, his heart for them. You can hear his life for them. Uh, I, I proclaim to you what I've, uh, what I've, what I, we ourselves actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. I want to draw you in. I actually saw this stuff firsthand, and I want to bring you into that place so that you can have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We're writing these things so that you may, may fully share in our joy. I want to draw you into that fellowship. I want to draw you into that connectedness with Jesus and that connectedness with the Father. I want to draw you into that place so that you can share in that joy. Right? So that we can be together, that we can be connected, that we can be... You guys seeing that? This is the message you heard from Jesus, and now I declare to you, God is light. And there's no darkness in him at all. So we are, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but are living in spiritual darkness. We're not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So you, you see what he, what he says here is he's, he's saying... Part of, yes. Do you feel alone right now? Uh, What he's saying here is fellowship with each other and fellowship with the Lord is, is, is dependent on living in the light. Is dependent on living in the light with each other. Can't walk in darkness, can't walk in sin, pretend like everything's great with each other or great with the Lord. It doesn't work that way. And how the two are hinged on each other. If we claim to have no sin and we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth, but we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing the world that his word has no place in our heart. God's super interested on how we relate to each other. And when it says that word, they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to breaking of bread, and to fellowship. The fellowship piece was actually fellowship of walking in the light with one another. The fellowship was walking in the light with each other. The fellowship was, I can be real with you. Fellowship was, I need somebody I can talk to because I don't really understand this. I don't understand. Uh, I was talking to somebody just recently. They were like, all oh, the old ladies get up at church and say how good God is. And I don't know if I understand that. I don't, I don't know if I believe it. Ah, just let her, just let her soundboard off me and, hey, I'm going to speak truth. I just said the old ladies at church have been, been down at a road and have been on the journey for a long time. You may not understand it now, but you will. <laughs> but we got to be a safe place where people can come and say, I don't understand this. People can come and say, I don't know about God's goodness. 
We just sang a song that talked about suffering children are safe in his arms. I don't know about that. Are we a safe place where people can say, I don't know about that? Are we a safe place? Or are we going to isolate somebody like, you don't believe in the goodness of God? What's wrong with you? God wants to break down our walls, break down our roof. The two hinge on each other. They tie in together. When our roof is off, our walls come down. When our relationship and our fellowship with God is real, our walls come down with each other. And let me tell you, that we, I, I, I don't mean to keep calling out the young people, but I work with them. There's been times where I could go on an eight-hour eight hour, uh, bus ride back from camp, and we talked about nothing meaningful for eight hours. And we're like, can we be real? And I think a part of our loneliness and disconnection with each other is we spend all of our time talking about nothing. We spend all of our time, we're, we're not being real with each other. We're not being real to say, you know what, I have struggles. You know what, I don't know and understand all the goodness of God. You know what, things really stink at home right now. It was, uh, it was a, few, a few months ago, one of our, one of our kids in, in youth group got up and he just said, uh, I'm really struggling. We, we start youth group each Wednesday with uh, testimonies and prayer and whatever. And one of the kids got up and he just said, ah, my medication is screwed up and I'm, she's got anxiety and depression. And, uh, and uh, the youth group came and started praying over him. And then another girl gets up and she's like, oh, I had this big fight with my dad and my mom. And uh, my dad walked out and he hates me and uh, she starts crying and all of a sudden like there was this rawness and this realness of let's be real. Let's not pretend like everything's great. Let's walk in the light together. Uh, through that came some kids were disconnected and all of a sudden there was this Connection. Kids were praying over each other, ministering to each other, crying together, hugging each other. God uses disconnectedness in our life. What do you mean? What's that mean? He uses it to expose sin. A lot of times you don't feel connected with each other. You don't feel connected with the Lord. Check your heart. A lot of times there's sin. A lot of times it's a, it's a way God uses that pain of separation. That pain of separation to draw us back to himself. To come back to what it's really all about. Come back to... Fellowship with me. Come be real. He uses it in our life to build our faith. I'm convinced that when you look at the Beatitudes and you look at some of the things Jesus said about 
brokenheartedness. And when you look at some of the things he, about, he said about even being near to the brokenhearted, he uses that pain of separation and that loneliness and that disconnect to move in our life in a way that only, he can only move in that season. We look back on times where I felt totally disconnected and totally lonely and I pressed into the heart of God and got things from God that I've never seen or heard before. I had ways of ministering to people that I've never had before. Ways of connecting with people I didn't have before. Ways of having empathy for people I didn't have before. Ways of sympathizing with people I didn't have before. He uses those things in our life to stretch us and mold us and make us. And So I said in the beginning that this is kind of a, a, a journey that I've been on myself. Uh, it was December 22nd. I was getting ready for our biggest youth event of the year. We do this thing called the Blitz. We do this thing called the Blitz. Uh, it's always, you know, 80 to 120 kids, something like that. Uh, always a super fun time. Basically, it's just a... All night party. Uh, we we have fun. We go places and do things. And you guys like the Blitz, right? Woo! Yes. So I was getting ready for the Blitz. I'm getting ready for our biggest event of the year. I was so excited. And then I fell from a ladder. And we were at the hospital. My foot was hurting. But in the midst of it, of a hurting foot, I was like, I think I can go, honey. I think I can go. The, the, the hospital, even on the original x-rays, didn't know how exactly how bad it was. Uh, they were like, yeah, you just broke a few bones. And yeah, ended up, I shattered a few. Uh, I had to have surgery, all this fun stuff. And uh, I, I was in a place where I was like, honey, let's, let's, let's go to the Blitz. Come on, let's go. She's like, honey, you're on... Heavy drugs. You don't. <laughs> we we can't do that. And I kept I kept thinking like, how can I do? Oh, so she at least let me come by and say hello to everybody, and then and then we went home. And uh, I remember all night long like, oh, I miss them so much. Oh, they're having so much fun without me. Uh, and then a couple of days later, we we had this we have this event. Uh, we go down to Kansas City. One thing. Uh, I hop Kansas City. It's a conference for young adults, and I, I was planning for for one thing for many months. And uh, then the, the doctor, a couple of days after the original assessment, uh, said, "Yeah, we got to do surgery." And so I wasn't able to go to Kansas City. And then they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, you're going to have to be laid up for two and a half weeks. Uh, no movement whatsoever." Uh, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? And I went through this season of, uh, you got to understand, prior to that, I was on sabbatical last summer, came back super refreshed, came back super like, yes, let's do this. We stepped into some very fruitful uh, ministry. Things were happening. Uh, the youth group was like, let's, let's meet on Wednesdays, and let's meet on Sundays too, and let's meet uh, whenever we can. And let's, uh, some of the stuff we were talking about in Acts 2 was happening in the youth group. And I felt super connected, and I was, like, going to kids' plays and doing stuff, and we're, we're hanging out, and I, I felt this, like, heart connection with them, and I'm 
pouring into each other, and it was, it was awesome, and we're having pizza, and whatever else happens with youth. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, it was like big stop sign. Erp. Nope. And it was like I had an occasional thank you for those that came to visit me. I had some visitors here and there. And it was like, oh, connection. Oh, yes. And then it was this season of trying to walk again and all this added pressure of physical therapy and uh, all this uh, other stuff and uh, trying to set up for a youth group. And I had no stamina. And, and then my wife broke her foot. And then it was like I got the added pressure of trying to do all of her stuff and uh, keep up with laundry. And uh, we're in this season of disconnect, in this season of uh, how do I get deep, meaningful connection with people? And how do we get to this place of, and it, it was something God working in me and working in uh, and, and all the conversations I was having with people and the conversations when, when we actually got below the surface, we actually got in that place of fellowship, living in the light, over and over and over and over again, it was like, I feel so disconnected. Over and over again, it was like, I don't have meaningful friendships. Over and over again, it was, I don't feel cared for. Over and over again, it was, I don't know where I belong. Over and over again, it was, I don't know where my place is. Over and over again, it was, I don't know about, over and over, it was the same conversation over and over. I feel God's highlighting some stuff. And he highlighted some things in my own heart. And he highlighted some things in my heart of where are you finding your meaning? Where are you finding your satisfaction? Where are you finding connection? Are you finding it in people? Are you finding it in ministry? Are you finding it in how, what all the awesome stuff that's happening in youth group? Is that where your satisfaction is coming from? I w- was on my on my bed for those two and a half weeks, and then some. Some, and I was in this place of just, oh, I'm so. I'm I'm a doer. I like doing stuff. I like doing stuff with my hands. I like getting out. I like get down to the nitty gritty. And here I'm stuck on my bed. And I was in that place of God. Where? What am I doing? I started listening to a song. Minister to my heart. And it was instant reconnect. And it was instant, I connected with the heart of God. It was instantly, I connected with what it was really all about. So I want to share that. Don't weave me, Daddy. I want to share that video with you, and then we're going to spend a little time in worship together. Uh, So listen to this song. This is a song that ministered to me. Your presence is all I long for Here in the secret place 
worship team, you can come on up. Now, I'm not exactly sure how to... I'll let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. I think one of the responses we could have for this morning, I feel disconnected. Do something with this. Don't let it just, it looks too too crazy, too much. Connect with somebody. You take a step. You take a step to connect. You feel disconnected? So does a lot of people. A lot of people feel that way. It starts with a connection with him. And then it's connecting to each other. And let's be real. And let's be in fellowship. Let's live in the light. Let's pursue Jesus together. Jesus, I pray your blessing on our relationships. Blessing on our relationship with you. Blessing on our relationship with those around us. God, this would not be a church that is a whole bunch of disconnected people. But God, we would live out strangers becoming friends. Friends becoming family. God, we live that out. God, would you help us to live that out? Would you help us to do the real work? God, to Lord, what you did in Acts, would you do it amongst us? Lord, would you help give us hearts for each other, God, so, so much so that we would sell possessions to give to those in need. God, that we would uh, be so I- involved in each other's lives and know what's going on in each other's lives that uh, it wouldn't be just uh, somebody just drift off into nowhere, but God, we would be able to know and be able to shepherd and be able to come around them and be able to minister to them, be able to speak life to them, be able to uh, connect with those that are broken and hurting in our midst. God, would you do that work in us? God, we, each one of us has longing for deep, meaningful relationships. God, would you cultivate that in our life, in our heart, that we'd be really good at friendship, we'd be really good at loving each other, we'd be really good at community, we'd be really good at fellowship, we'd be really good at connection. God, I pray even as the 4th of July comes that we would do that. Lord, that we would have picnics, that we would be connecting, that we would be organically connecting, and that we would be uh, connecting on a deep level. It wouldn't just be about the food and fireworks. God, you would do a deep work in our heart. Pray for that. I bless that in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in the grace of God.